This is the Milo Beasley Show. This is the Milo Beasley Show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley Show. And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show, episode number 360. Uh, And it's Halloween. We're celebrating Halloween in the only way that we know possible, and that is a steel cage match. So please help me welcome at this time, uh, you may know them as uh, Stone and Skull, the Manson Brothers. Please help me welcome uh, Chris Margettis and Mike Carey. How are you guys? Hey, hey doing great, Milo. Thanks for having us on, man. Man, yeah, thank you for uh, having I'm us, so glad Milo. To it's have awesome. you on. I um, uh, last week. So last week I was uh, just thumbing around doing some, uh, uh, you know, just looking up Halloween movies, and the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre pops up, and I was like, "Wait a minute, you got to tell us where it popped yeah. up because we How did can't you find it." Damn. Like, uh, so it's on. It's more. on Tubi. Ah, so it's on Tubi, uh, uh, and then I found out it's also on Vudu and Redbox available for it's free. It's everywhere. Yeah. So uh, wait, but, it but came up. As a, so you were looking for horror movies, and it came up for you. Yes. Yeah. Win. Okay. Well, yeah. that was a question we had that we could we can't get answered from Tubi story. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't even know it was on Tubi, and I'm searching around Tubi, and they're like, "Hey, Chris Margettis, you might enjoy this movie with Chris Margettis in it." <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, hey, we're on Tubi. All right." Oh yeah, they totally dumped go. on us. But that's yeah, okay. so that's uh, so that's where I found it. And then as I was like reading the, you know, you know, I was like, I'm oh, reading this the description. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! This is about wrestling. Wait, what? Kinda." Like, so <laughs> I was like, "No, I have to watch this." And then I watched like the the opening. Um, so the opening bit, uh, I didn't realize that it was. Um, you know, it was like the throwback with the. Uh, you yeah, know, the VHS the and all that type thing. And I was like, yeah. good Lord, what the, what is the, and then it goes to real time, you know, real yeah. time. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I was watching and uh, I was like, this is fantastic. And then I'm watching. And then uh, the lingo that, that you guys were using in the movie, I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like, <laughs> These guys are workers. I was like, uh. hey. It is just way too smooth. I mean, you watch a bunch of other wrestling movies. You watch like The Wrestler, right? Like, yeah, Mickey uh, Rourke did a great job. But when they're talking, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, it's forced. Then, yeah, it's a forced thing, right? And- but then when you guys were talking, I was like, okay, t- like had the pause, and I had to like, I was like, all right, let me, <laughs> let me check this out. I'm and then feeling I was like, very happy then, right now, this right? Is and good. then in, like, in, uh, like uh, IMDb, like in the in your notes, it was like was a former professional wrestler. I was like, ah, that's it. That's it. So <laughs> how do you go from being a, um, a former professional wrestler to in Ugh. the movie business? In the- that is a long and rocky it's, road. We, uh, there's, there's hardly enough time to even tell that story. I'll give you the condensed stuff. version of it. All right. Yeah, all right I'll so the, con- the condensed version of it is both of us always wanted to be actors and were involved in acting to some degree or another, even during the wrestling days. Um, When I had gotten out of the, I was a fireman for about 15 years. And I, when I retired, I told my wife, listen, I want to kind of push this acting thing and see what happens. 
So very quickly, I started to book speaking parts here in Chicago on TV shows as, as a villain because I was used to being in front of the camera. I got a funny face and I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, after a while, I had done just about all I could do here as far as, you know, not that I'm above any of it. I had just kind of done it all already. and I wasn't going to go any higher. So I told him, like, you know what? I want to write my own thing. So I happened to be out in L.A. visiting Max Martini. And I called Chris and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, um, you know, we met up and we were talking and uh, I told him about the script I had. And he was basically like, dude, nobody's going to put money into a drama, you know, but it, it wasn't the first time I had heard that. Right. You know, for a first time writer, you know, nobody knows who the fuck you are. So uh, he's like, got to do a horror movie, man. You got to do something with a vampire in it or an alien or zombie. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I love horror movies. Like I am a horror film kind of sort, but I don't know how to scare anybody. But as fate would have it, my flight got canceled and I was sitting in my hotel room and I was thinking about it. So I call him up. I go, listen, I got an idea to this horror film. I said, but there's two conditions. You got to do it with me. And we got to, no matter how ludicrous we write it, it's got, we got to play it straight. And he goes, I'm in. So <laughs> I very quickly, you know, over a couple of months, wrote up a skeleton. And then he and I went over it and started fixing it. So what you see on the screen is a vastly different film <laughs> from what we wrote, and not in its essence, but in its in each scene. So there's a lot of stuff got changed, a lot of stuff, you know. We wanted to make it so that wrestling fans would like get a more behind the scenes look than they have with other films. There's a lot of smart marks out there, and we know that. So I, I actually think that's was, that's the thing that didn't change actually from no, no, the original was change. what we you know, sadly pull back the curtain on for the wrestling industry, I think stayed the same from beginning to, to the time that we shot, you know, a lot of, a lot of the other internal stuff changed, but um, you know, I've had people tell us, you, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, you know, I learned more about wrestling from watching your film than I learned, did watching the wrestler, you know, which and there was more of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah. And we cut a lot out. That's we cut a part. lot I mean, out. And, and originally yeah. because we figured people who were lay people wouldn't know the, you know, the carny language or whatever. So yeah. every time we would say a, a word, the frame would freeze and it would give the definition in a humorous way, you know, of what it meant, like what a hooker was, what a right. shoot was, that what a this, what a this. Yeah, right. <laughs> this also cost too much. Yeah, but they didn't mind putting up everybody at a five-star hotel. Well, yeah. Okay. Then the yeah, question whatever. that I get the most is, what is a hooker? Like, no, you know, people think, especially women, when they watch the film, they're like, you guys talking about hookers the whole time. What's going on with the hooker? And I'm like, no, oh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a carny, you know, work It's an term. old term. Not even a lot of workers know right. what a hooker is. Yeah. You know, it's a really old term, but we, I broke in when they were still using it. So, um, yeah. Which, by right, the way, so... none of this is actually answering the original question of how we went from... <laughs> yeah. Rough. Well, anyway, so we yeah, wrote, that's how we, that's how we did it. And we thought, you know, nobody was going to buy us as leads in a film, even a low budget one, because nobody knew who the F we were. So originally the Manson brothers wore masks all the time. They were masked up the whole time, wore the hoods all the okay. time. And at the very end, we took them off. But in the, in the pre-production when Chris and I were rehearsing and doing the comedy bits, we were laughing our asses off. As soon as we rehearsed with the hoods on, it, it was like the air got sucked out of it. And we were like, 
So in a very, like a two day period, we had to rewrite the entire film. Like we were going in to shoot like a yeah, week we were, later. We were a week from actually shooting and we had to rewrite so the entire movie. We had to rewrite so, the entire yeah. film. We had to figure out yeah. when they put them on, when they take them off, what they did. You know, it was, it was a thing. If you notice, so that's we're we holding them all the time. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're holding kind of We don't connection. have them on. We have them on. Yeah. If we have them on our person or whatever. But um, yeah. so we toiled with the script and many revisions of it for about five years. And five years, almost to the day, that yep. we decided we were going to do it, we started principal photography on it. So we got lucky. We yeah. we would get people that would back us, and then they wouldn't, and then they would come, and then we worked with a bunch of guys who were supposed to be producing for us, and they're like, we're like, uh, where's the money? You know, are you guys going to get any money? And then we got lucky when Max uh, Martini got involved in those because he really made it happen. Right to be, you know, he did. It was it wasn't for him. This wouldn't happen. It wasn't for Mike Haggerty, the producer. This wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So we really got lucky. We made a lot of change. I mean, that's the movie business. So anybody out there, if you're planning on writing a movie, don't get too attached to it because you're no. gonna change it. Yeah. Right. My advice: don't do it. Just get yeah. the hell out of it <laughs> yeah. right away. Yeah, Forget I don't about do it. it. Yeah. So no, but we had a blast. How did uh, Boss Rutten, which I've met Boss Rutten before, and he is oh. one of the nicest but He's scariest best, individuals. Man. On the planet. He's the best. Then, I just I just saw him a couple of weeks ago. He was in town with Kevin James. Dude, and, uh, he, he's the best, and he is one of the best actors you will ever see oh, in your entire he's life. Phenomenal. When, and he's phenomenal. When, uh, when we rehearsed, <laughs> the scene, if you recall the scene in the film where we're going back and forth outside of the uh, dressing rooms, you know, Mike and I are in street clothes. He's in full gear. Like, he's full gear the minute he walks in the door. And he tells that story about the parrot. And I remember looking at Mike and I said, it's like he's been telling that story for fucking 20 years. And they wanted to cut that scene out. Yeah. They wanted to chop it. And we were like, they wanted to chop it. And originally it was a, originally in the script, um, Jack Cage's character says that story about say uncle and the parrot and all that. Right. But when boss came on board, me and him were like, Oh dude, boss will kill this thing. Let's give it. They wanted to cut the whole thing. And we had to beg my work, Max, Max, It'll be hilarious. He'll kill it. And a lot of people say it's one of their favorite parts in the movies. That Still one of my favorite parts him. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was hard I'll to not watch two it stories. cracking up. Boss is so hardcore. I have a pair of jeans that I call my boss jeans because I was wearing them while we were rehearsing and he was in full gear and they got ripped from his studs or whatever he had on his, on his belt buckle. And he actually bit me in rehearsals yeah. through my jacket. That's how hardcore he was going at it. He's a method actor. Zombified. Clearly. Dude, I'm like, he like my bit me. You know? fingers. Yeah. Look at that fingers. Uh, but but yeah. but that guy, man, is is like, I mean, he's the best. He's, he's just he's just incredible. Super he's a guy. Great so guy. Max, Super everybody guy we got is because of Max. Everybody and Randy we got Couture as well. Same same oh thing. God. Got those. Uh, Randy's. We're we're both. Very, very close with Randy and Boss. Yeah. Like, I would consider them the brothers and best friends and things. And But Max was responsible for all that. So, originally, the Boss Rutten part was going to be Tiny Lister. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine that. Then he died. Um, the Randy part, we actually originally wrote for Randy. We didn't know. I. It's a funny thing. I had been around Randy a bunch of times and had never actually formally met him right. um, over the last 10 years. Uh, we originally wrote it for him, but then they were going to get everybody from, 
I don't even remember who that like uh, Holt McCallany and all these big actors were coming in yeah, and out a of it. Different names. And finally, he's like, "What about Randy?" And we're like, "Well, we wrote it for him, and Randy read it and loved it, and he wanted to do some comedy, so he just dived in, you know, a hundred percent, and he's Perfect. great in it." You know, he, yeah. he really was. And he's, a, I mean, all those guys were just a pleasure to work with. Same with Jay Lund, who played Captain Marvelous, and Dave Meadows, who played Carson. Um, right. um, Jason, who played Jack. They were, yeah, I mean, it was a great shoot. Yeah, so, across uh, the board, man. I wanted to ask about that, it's, too. Like, so, uh, like, the, the the actors who um, you were, like, across the ring with and, and you know, worked with. They were um, actors. They were, so they were <laughs> actors. Yeah, not workers. Like, I couldn't find any information on them. But they were. Jason's like, in a ton of stuff. He's in a well, lot. Of stuff. I, 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 I was going to say, as far as wrestling goes, like I couldn't find. Not, not to take no, anything away from Tim, but Jason, who's a who's a stuntman too. I yeah. mean, we pretty much trained him in three days. That's what I was. And he's a phenomenal athlete, right? And 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 at the end, at the end of the day, you know, I hate to say this, but but if you're not a good athlete, you're not going to be a good worker. You know what right. I mean? Uh, you got to be able there, to walk and chew gum, you know? Yeah, there, you there's know. a few people. But, but Jason is kind of an elite style athlete guy. Yeah. And I mean, time. he just picked everything up. And he's been he watching didn't it forever. He spot us or anything. No, no. Like, was, I mean, he, 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 was, he was light. was really good. Yeah, he, he threw great drop kicks. He could do everything. And I mean, and, and he, the even better part was, and again, this isn't taken away from Tim, who was the other guy, but Jason – wanted to do oh man i want to come off the top rope i want to yeah do this, he didn't want to, to use that. any stunt man no. jason was i met jason yeah. at a western so i had he was the only guy i actually knew aside from chris obviously as an actor before we got on there but uh we had two other guys from the local promotion in albuquerque come yeah. in and help us out and they were invaluable i mean they were great Absolutely. helped us train those other guys those two guys worked the match out with us so we did it and then we taught it to them um, and they played zombies in the movie and a bunch right. of other workers. So we had these local guys come in and they were awesome. Every one of them. And those were the guys we bumped in the ring in that big cage scene. It was actually a lot shorter scene than it was intended. That was supposed to be a much larger scene. Oh, Here's yeah. the funny part about that wrestling scene. So Max, God love him, didn't know anything about wrestling. And I guess Chris and I kind of made a blunder when we weren't in the editing room because he, I guess he wasn't sure on how that stuff was supposed to look because he used all of the worst like bumps and everything. When me and him saw it, we were like, Oh my God, we're, they're just going to fry it. We're like wrestling fans are just going to excoriate us. None of them have so far, but literally when we saw it, and even the stunt corners, like where's the stuff we shot? Where's all the great shit. And they like, they didn't use it. Like they used the stuff. Like there's a scene where I take a knee off the ropes and I did a couple really good, got air and everything. He uses this one where I just kind of roll over and take a lazy old fox bump. And I'm like, I killed myself so you could put that shit up there. You know, we shot that damn thing all day too. So it was like we did we did dude, we did seven it was hard takes work. in that match. And that was that's just well, in you, wide you, shots. Then we had yeah, to do all the close up shit that they you, didn't use. You know, you know from working Milo, like like, you know, do one match and then come back six minutes later. Do the exact same match, right? And the first time we shot it, we had a crowd that was popping and the whole deal. Yeah. And every subsequent time, nothing but crickets the whole time. Everybody was. Yeah, they had to be quiet. Yeah, they had. They were there, but they had to be quiet. So hard, I cannot even tell you. Oh, they had to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. When we walk into the ring 
and you see us screaming and all that and all that, that was absolutely silent. Silence. They added all the stuff. So I, when I'm screaming, I'm going, I'm, nothing's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. We did I, that all later. We looped it. Yeah, it was cool. The, the process was cool. But it was, a, you know, you're talking about two guys at the time who were pushing 50 and hadn't been in the, been in the ring. And, and, that, and I'll tell you, that ring was like. I hadn't been in a ring in 18 years. And we had one <laughs> of those, you know, two by, our, uh, two by 10 rings, right? No spring in the middle. And it was just big enough because we got a 20 by 20 because we thought we were going to have to have a bunch of people in there. Right. Where you'd take a bump, and when you were running, it's bouncing. And every time you'd bump, it'd be coming up to meet you. And it was like a concussion. Knock the shit out of you. Uh, it was terrible. It was so stiff, so, Milo. I'm telling you, yeah. it was the stiff. I'm like, dude, if I if this was my promotion and this was the ring, you'd better have a good insurance policy. I'd have burnt that thing down for sure. Did you rent the ring from like a, a local promoter? We, that, we no, bought we it. couldn't we bought find it from LA. One. We, we had, had to one made. buy it. Yeah. We had to have it custom made because nobody had a 20 by 20 ring. All the rings were too small because, like he said, we were going to have to put a bunch of zombies in there and cameras and all this other shit. People. I know some people. Next time. Next uh, time. Uh, what they use? Are, they, are they 18 by 18? What are they? Uh, they're 20, I believe. They're, they're 20. 20. Yes. Are they ropes or are they cables? Cables. Cables? Yeah. What did we have? Cables? We know. had ropes on the shoot, but I used cables my whole life. That I mean, ropes were New York only at the time. Basically. So I, I was we had ropes on one of the Windy City ring, originally. I was trained on ropes and and worked uh, primarily ropes down in, in Florida. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. I much. Well, that, that, that's the New York. Some way, of those you cables know what I mean? just beat you up. Well, the cables will kill you. Yeah, your first time. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, sure. I, I. A lot of I, those guys, they just put garden hose over it and then they tape up the garden hose. I'm yep. like. Windy City. Yeah, that would kill you. <laughs> yeah, so we had to have that. Yeah, so we had to have that ring custom made, and uh, and the whole time they're like, well, "Why does it have to be twenty by twenty? Why does it have to be twenty by 20 We're like, "Dude, trust us. It's got to be twenty yeah. by." And sure enough, we got there. He was like, "I don't know if we have enough room in there to do all this shit." I'm like, "That ah, see, <laughs> we do know some stuff. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know uh, something. And so... we had to have the cage custom made and everything else. Oh yeah, well, I, I can imagine. Um, this weekend, I was able to uh, sit down at a, a convention, uh, a horror convention, um, uh, where I hosted some Q and A's, uh, and I hosted one with DB Sweeney. Oh, ah, <laughs> oh my God! He said to say hi. By the way, uh, I told him I would be chatting with you call this week. Tomorrow, awesome. Uh, but as we were talking about horror movies at the uh, on stage in front of a crowd. He got so he said, "Well, I have to tell you about this movie I did, uh, the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre." So <laughs> we talked about uh, the Manson Brothers uh, for a good uh, for a good while on stage uh, in front of the audience. So he was uh, he's uh, the so best. happy um, to to talk about it, and uh, he said, "If there's a sequel." It doesn't matter that his head, you know what? We won't get into that. That's spoiler. Yeah, no, I know. No, trust me. He and I have talked about it a bazillion times. And the fact is if we do one and, and we can, we got something for him, he's in it. You know, we would love to have him, and we would love to have all the guys because they, everybody right. worked so damn hard. You know, something about, well, I'll just m mention Adrian Pazdar and DB Sweeney in particular, because these guys are like a list actors, right? They're not, they're not, you know, schlubs like they're not us. 
They're not us. <laughs> and when they do a little movie, when A-list actors do a little movie like this, a lot of the times they'll just phone it in and collect their check. Not these guys. They dove into it. And, yeah. you know, they gave us props saying that we, we wrote it, uh, characters that allowed them to paint with big, broad strokes, which was really nice. But the fact is, is they, they did all that stuff. They created those characters. Those, those were two characters that were not clearly defined in the script. And DB came in no. with a bunch of ideas. And me and him were like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. He, Adrian, he too. To be, uh, Dude, DB rolled in with a, with a suit. Some, his he, own writing. He rolled in with a, yeah. with a, with a toupee. I mean, he rolled in with everything. Like, Did he tell you a go. story about trying to buy the toupee? No. Oh, my God. So he goes to a toupee shop, and he walks in and goes, the guy goes, can I help you, sir? He goes, yeah, I want the shittiest toupee you have. And, of course, the guy's like, Sir, we don't have any shitty toupees here. They're all quality <laughs> products. He's like, let me rephrase that. Give me the most inexpensive toupee you have. You know, <laughs> but he wanted oh to go to God. a couple of different places apparently. So, uh, and aside from, you know, giving them the, discussing the dialogue, he created all that. And the only thing we did with Adrian was we we made him a gas huffer. Other than that, he did all the he figured out all the rest by himself. And they were both so awesome. I mean, taught us a lot too as, as far as acting. When you oh sit down with those guys, like I DB lives by me, so he and I'll get together occasionally and watch films. Man, that guy knows more about filmmaking. I mean, I've learned so much from him, just he'll stop, he'll stop, and he'll explain to me why they're lighting it this way, what the director's intent was, and this and that. And I'm like, wow, because I didn't know any of that stuff. Right. You know, he's just a wealth and I was a phenomenal actor, you know, just a I think that awesome I think guy. that's one of the things that um I say this all the time and I and I don't include Mike and myself in this. But no. uh, one of the things that Max did for us in the movie was he put these phenomenal actors in place that just kind of elevate, you know, I mean, when you see the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, you see that name, right? You're not expecting performance uh, and I think you get, I, like, I think you get it. Like, I think that's, I think the performances are surprising because there's so many great actors outside of, again, yeah, not us. Present, present company, um, that I feel like it, it really just, you know, took it to, I hate the term next level. It just, it just right. made it, it made it a lot better. But it did, it elevated it and it actually it really and did. It helped yeah. our acting because then we had to bring it up too. Yeah. And, and the yeah. other guys. Jay Lund, who played Captain Marvelous, and Dave Meadows, who played Carson. Those guys, I mean, honestly, we couldn't, those guys played those things exactly how we intended it. And it was here, amazing. Because they're, they're based is, on real guys. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. From, from when he's, and, th and this is the connection I would draw. I saw the Shockmaster in your, in your intro, uh, Milo. I, I wrestled Fred Ottman one time. And, and I'm like, at the time, I might have been 225. But when you work Fred Ottman, you know you got to go out there and and you got to raise it to where he's at, right? Right. Same thing with these guys. Like you 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 get on a set with them, you get in a ring with a with a guy who's who's been around the, the world. You got to elevate, and that's it's it's the same thing, you know. And and and, and we all learn from each around. other. Yeah. Yeah, for like sure. we would like we would watch them. And Randy would watch them and then they would watch Randy. And then we would like, it was everybody learned from everybody else. And there was a lot of discussion like, Hey man, how are you going to play this? And what, you know, uh, 
how we should we do this and da da da. And it was great. It was just you know a bunch of alpha males. You'd think everybody'd be like buddy effing each other, but it wasn't the case at all. Like everybody supported everybody. It was a really good open forum for you know experimenting with the scenes and things like that. So it was really great. I mean, we just it was such a fun set. I'll never in all of it. this That's in a movie great. about zombies and wrestling. Right, you know, it's, right. It's not like we. Not like we were Trust me when I tell. A lot of people have told us that they've had such a fun time watching it. Well, we had twice as much fun making it, and I'll oh, tell man. you, it was hard work. I mean, we were oh, there man. at the crack of dawn. We didn't leave. We made sure we were the first ones there and the last ones to leave most of the time. I, I think there was only a couple nights where we left and they had to stay on to do something else. But we were there and constantly rewriting and acting. Four hours of sleep and, every night. Yeah. That's it. You know? And at 8,500 8, feet above sea level, so we're blowing <laughs> up. Poor Dave. When Dave and I did the fight scene at the end, like during one of the breaks, he's like, dude, I'm going to fucking throw up. <laughs> and Dave was a SEAL. So Dave right. is a former Navy SEAL, right? You know, he's yeah. a sniper. The guy's, a, you know, he's a legitimate badass. But it was tough. We were all like, <clears throat> and then I had pulled my groin or something, and we had to run around the ring, and the floor was wet. And I'm like, oh god, this is gonna fucking kill me. And Michael all Hearn, good time. Beat the all good. Michael time. Hearn legitimately beat the shit out of him. Like yeah. Mike is, <laughs> Mike is a hundred percent. There's another guy we haven't mentioned yet. Michael Hearn, who was absolutely awesome in that, and when he threw, threw Chris into the wall, like the first time, like you could hear it. It was like, and I was like, Oh God, I'm like off camera cringing. And he's getting his ass whipped. And it was, and he had to do it. I don't know, five or six times by the end of it. You know, he was almost dead. I was like, Oh God, that was horrifying. And Mike just got work. Mike like just brought it up every time they, they reshot it. Mike would up the intensity level. The guy's a mutant. He's yeah, a I mutant, mean, and he's uh, my—he's our age too. He's early fifties. It's like yeah. So, um, do you think that we might get a, a sequel? Oh yeah, there's one in the works right now. Oh fantastic! Yeah, ho ho yeah. Hopefully, we'll be shooting it in March. It is what we like to call a peanut film, which is a <laughs> micro budget <laughs> because it's a long story. We had another script. We have another script but it's made for a much larger budget. We got into bed with some guys for financing and they screwed us over, stole our money. So we had to start from scratch. So in between that film and the first one, right. we're doing a micro budget film. It's like the Manson brothers and a little girl who sees a monster. Nobody believes her. None of the adults believe her except the Manson brothers. Why? Because they're like little kids. So, yeah. It's gonna be really, it's gonna be really cool and funny and lewd and gory and all that great shit that we had in the first one, but on a micro budget level. So not hopefully we can pull it off. So not necessarily a zombie movie, but still like no. a, a, a Manson Brothers. So we it's could a, see like yeah, a, a the Manson way we Brothers. you'll um, see like a corpse movie, a eating corpse eating movie, a vampire film, a, a mommy, you know who knows. But it, we tried to what we wanted to make it was like like Kolchak, the Night Stalker. And Abbott and Costello, right. you know, basically doing the monster film. So there's always going to be a monster occult thing in there because that's what we love, you know. So we work them in there some way, and it just it doesn't make it's ludicrous. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, no I, problem. My headset. Yeah, unfortunately, we can hear you. I was going to say, I know, right? Would have been better off if I was muted completely. <laughs> and we have a web series coming up too on arrowinthehead.com. 
Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So there's going to be um, – we're going to be regularly doing weekly um, a series on Arrow in the Head, um, their, uh, their YouTube channel, where we talk about – we talk about our favorite movies, but we don't review them. We right. just kind of share insights into why we like them. We draw connections with music, food, I don't know. Wrestling. Wrestling, whatever. Yeah, um, we did, it's stuff, stuff that like, you know, movies that horror people like. You know, they're, everybody else would look at them like, oh, that's a shitty horror film. That right. might be shitty, but it's endearing, and here's why we like it. You know, we do it in character. So we're bickering oh. and all that other stuff. That's yeah, funny. we do it as that's, that's yeah, good. we do it as yeah. Skull and Stone and that, yeah. and that Mike and Chris. Because there's so yeah, much of cool. a difference. <laughs> yeah, between the two. Milo, uh, so right. you, you hosted a bunch of panels. Who did you? Who else did you talk with besides DB? Uh, so I had uh, DB uh, and I had uh, Robin Lively uh, this okay. weekend oh, as well. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. I was supposed to um, uh, work with uh, Ryan Hurst this weekend as well, but unfortunately. Um, his flight was delayed, and we had a couple other uh, last-minute cancellations and stuff like that. Yeah. So, did you ever interview which, Brad Laurie? <laughs> I have not. No, he's which, a great which, guy. If you ever was it Orlando? Was it in Orlando? It was in Orlando. It was called Spooky Empire. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh. All right. We have an agent where we're supposed to do more conventions, but we really haven't pushed the issue. But I think it's time we did no, because sure. we get yeah. over. Man, we get over well at these conventions. We do a little live bit. Because we bring more to the table than just sitting there signing autographs because mostly nobody knows who we are anyway. But uh, we get yeah, up and so we, we have do to a be little... very proactive when we're there. Yeah, right. we do it in character. So, we, uh, you know, it's like if you see the movie and you liked Skull and Stone, you get Skull and Stone. That's who you get. So, yeah, we, we really went over big time and at Flashback Weekend this year. I mean, we just I was really we were really shocked. And then we did a bit with uh, Sven Gulli and we were on his they put us in his yeah. retrospective shout out to yeah. Sven Gulli thank you for putting us on your show it was yeah. awesome it was Chicago Mainstay right oh my god the the, the king for 43 yeah, years man. Uh, he's Chicago. awesome all right so the next thing I want to do uh is a little segment called the Milo Beasley show frequently asked questions all right oh god these are going to be Love I'm going to ask you the same five questions that I asked to all my guests there's no <laughs> wrong answers per se i guess oh Anybody trust me there's wrong answers if they were are wrong, we alternating questions or are we both giving an answer for all uh, five? i would like to both uh both give an answer okay all right. okay so uh question number one what was the first concert you attended oh that's a good one i think for me the first concert i attended i was a like a johnny come lately so i in 1988 i saw um Great White opened for White Snake at the Hampton County Coliseum in Virginia when I was uh, in the Marine Corps. That was my first one. Mine was supposed to be ACDC with Bon Scott when I was seven. And I didn't want to go with my mom. And so my first one ever was Def Leppard and Uriah Heep, my freshman year of high school. Ooh, Uriah Heep. Yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah. Those are good ones. My first uh, concert was the Turtles. So, you know, the turtles, they played at China club. When I was a bouncer at the China club in Chicago, they came and played nice guys. Yes, they were. They were great. One uh, of was I've, like I've a bodybuilder even. I've, I've got to, uh, I've, I've been able to interview uh, Mark Volman, who was flow. So um, yeah, it was very, very cool. <laughs> I love That's it. It's awesome. Question number two. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, 
hundred percent. Hundred percent. One million percent. Have you had? I, weird I, I had one in my old. I had one in my old house that I just moved from. Like that's where I like burned me. the house down. I'm moving. That's why it's an old house yeah. because you got the hell yeah. out. Yeah. I, I worked at a he, bar. He was, he was very benevolent. Um, but yeah, to one hundred percent, I believe in ghosts. I worked in a bar in Chicago called Excalibur, uh, pre- previously called the Limelight. Now the zone room had ghosts, right? Yeah, right. It's been on. Yeah. It's been on many shows, sci-fi, yeah. and, and I was the head bouncer in the dome room when I worked there, and that was haunted. It was all get out, man. Lots of shit went on there. It made yeah. me a believer for sure. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Question number three, and a little twist on a common question Ooh, in a movie okay. about your life. Who would play your parents? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I think we've been Living or dead? Do they have to be alive? Uh, preferably, but uh, not necessarily. All right. Uh, in a movie about my parents, let's see. Probably, I have two dads and a mom. So I think one of my fathers could be played by Al Pacino because he looks like him. Because uh, I'm horribly Sicilian. And then my stepdad, probably by, man, Anthony Hopkins, probably. Kind of soft-spoken like that. Yeah. And my mom, I don't know, maybe Rita Moreno. <laughs> she looked like Rita Moreno, and she was real fiery. So, yeah, probably Rita Moreno. This is going to be crazy, but I'm going to go with Tony Curtis for my dad. Okay. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis for my mom. I could see that for your mom, though, totally. Right? Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. My dad. I love this It gives me insight to like again. I don't know your parents, but now I kind of feel like I do. You know, like that's. uh, Yeah. No. It's a. It's it's actually. I love that question. Yeah. It's really a great question. Yeah. Uh, Question number four. Uh, This is a perfect time to do shout-outs and stuff, or uh, just tell us who is your favorite person to follow on social media. (laughs) You are, (laughs) Milo Beasley. Uh, I'm going Milo Beasley too. I can't really say the ones that I, I the, have you ever seen the guy on TikTok who, who has the cheetah who does the, Hey cheetah thing. He's my, he's my second favorite. Besides no, but I'm going to oh, yeah. right now. Like if you, my second I favorite, I would have to be Jocko Willink. You know, Jocko Willink is. The name sounds no. familiar. Right, Jocko Willink is a former SEAL team commander. And he's got a few books out called Extreme Ownership, and he's a very motivational guide. He's always talking about, uh, I'm, a vet- I'm a veteran, so it means a lot to me. Is he so, the dude that does all the super marathons? I don't know if he does that. No, he's, he looks like a gorilla. He's really like oh, no. iron-jawed and built. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. Milo, the cheetah guy has a plush cheetah that he says, hey, yo, cheetah. And then the cheetah shows up at the door, and he's like, what's up? But yeah, so – you're going to want to check them out. Trust you me. can tell the difference out. between us, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just small. I have no honor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our, our last question, uh, whether it was, um, it was wrestling, um, doing jobs, uh, what this, you know, doing, con- doing conventions, uh, doing movies. What has been that your biggest fanboy moment where you saw somebody, you saw a celebrity and either you couldn't speak or you spoke too much and put your foot in your mouth and you. Oh, um, I got mine 100%. You know Ooh. yours? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, I was in Tucson, Arizona 
probably, oh, Christ, it might have been 10 years ago by now. And I'm at a diner, and Alice Cooper walks in and sits at the table. Oh, next yeah. <laughs> and, my, and, and, I'm, and my daughter says to me, Dad, are you okay? <laughs> and so I got up out of the table. I walked over to the door, and there were two security guys there. And I said, is that Alice Cooper? And they're like, yeah, don't go talk to him. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to. I just wanted to make sure it was him. Uh, that was that was my biggest fanboy moment of all time. I gotta I be honest. I don't mark out for workers, yeah. or, or anybody. I mark out for musicians. And my my whole life, since I was seven, has been about music. And I couldn't play an instrument. That's why I got into wrestling and acting and everything else. I I've said it. I didn't. So I've when I come across Alice Cooper, dude, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I've said it before. Player. The reason, like, wrestling is for. People who want to be rock stars but can't play instruments. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Point and have some that's athletic. A, that's a really good way that, to that, say that's it, what you do, right? You know, if I yeah. had to answer, I, I didn't. Hmm. I don't really fit. I mean, I was a bodyguard and all that for celebrities and stuff, so I kind of don't. I don't fan out. It's sort of not my nature. However, I didn't meet this person, but I went to their concert and I had never seen them before, and because. It, it's a well-known fact that Chris and I are like the biggest Led Zeppelin fans on the planet. I saw Robert Plant this year with my wife, and I was like a 16-year-old girl in the audience. So, yeah. Robert Plant. That, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I know a couple years ago, um, uh, Hart, the Wilson sisters, were oh. trying to do a thing with uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I saw Hart in concert and at the um, uh, at the so their encore was and doing all Zeppelin songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, so a couple yeah, of years ago awesome. here at the Greek, they they were with Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. That was yeah. he opened and then they came on and they all, and they did a bunch of Zeppelin together for the encore. But Hart, Hart does great Zeppelin. They're they're fantastic. By the way, if you're a Led Zeppelin fan and you have not seen Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin fan, uh, oh experience God. or now Led Zeppelin evening, you have to go. Shout out to Jason Bonham. It's the closest yeah. you're ever going to get to Led Zeppelin. Go. It's awesome. It's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, here we are. Uh, Halloween night is getting close to midnight. Uh, let's uh, let's you know give one more <laughs> one more pitch here for uh, the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Uh, check it out. Well, Halloween night's a perfect. Looking, it takes place on Halloween. It does. I was going to say, if you're looking for something that takes place on Halloween, this is actually like Halloween 27. It, it, it happens on Halloween, and you get to see us save the world, which we do literally. What like every every time we make a film, we every save the time world. we make a movie, we save the world. But like if you if, it's like that song says from the Jim Blossoms: "If you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down." So if you go into this film, just waiting you thinking you're going to be entertained you're going to be entertained you're going to have fun it's a fun movie it's not we don't take ourselves too seriously no. give it a tumble and you'll enjoy yourself have a, have a couple of drinks music, and, I'm, I'm going with quiet riot well now you're here there's no way out here we go this is, that, yeah that, that's the movie right and let's there get, and let's put a shot of those shirts i got it where can can we can you get the shirts online you can get them on our website. We have yeah, two. Sure. We have two different ones. Would have funny sayings on the back, and you get this nice Manson Brothers hat. hat. We got coffee mugs. We got the whole deal. So, so where can folks find you on social media and on and and your websites? Uh, uh, 
MansonBrothers.com. That's our that's our site. It's got all the merch and everything. Uh, I'm at um, if you go on TikTok, I'm I'm thestonemanson.com, and you can hang out on day drinking with Stone Manson whenever you want to, which goes on regularly. Uh, and or the the Chris Margettis on Instagram. Uh, I'm the opposite. So I'm on <laughs> on uh, TikTok. I'm uh, at Real Skull Manson, and on Instagram you can find me at Real Mike Carey. Fantastic. Uh, thank you both for, for hanging out with me. Uh, I'm yeah. super excited. Anytime, brother. It's been great. Uh, Thanks, man. I you know, watched the movie and was like, I have to talk to you guys. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And Thanks uh, for having us, man. If you liked it, please spread the word. Thank you so much. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah, we super uh, appreciate I, I it, Milo. Say, we really um, do. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe. But most importantly, just like the Manson Brothers film, tell your friends. Uh, again, thank you all for hanging out with me, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys.